Hello and welcome back everyone to Pace Journal, obviously the show where I, your host, Nikhil Tomchanani, I'm joined by the man himself, the T20 franchise cricketer, Tamar Mills, as we sit down and speak about all things going on in world cricket. And today, I mean, we've recently reviewed, we've previewed, we spoke a lot about the test series, but we're now looking forward to the upcoming T20 series between India and England. Uh, fantastic series upcoming. Uh, we highly anticipate it. And as we all know, India have just won that test series 3-1, but the T20 format is a completely different beast where England will be looking to exact revenge. Tamal, how's it going, man? Welcome to the Yeah, good thanks, mate. How are you? Looking forward to some some T20 cricket, something that I actually know what I'm talking about instead of Test match cricket. <laughs> nice, fantastic to have you on once again. A lot to get into. Um, let's start straight away in terms of the squads, Tamal. Some very interesting names, a lot of newcomers as well into the squad. And um, we're going to start from an Indian perspective. Uh, speaking of those newcomers, one is Ishan Kishan. Now, we know the wicket-keeping role of India has been one under scrutiny in the past. They've brought back Rishabh Pant for the T20s. They're also KL Rahul. Um, if you had to make a decision on one of those three, who would it be and how tough do you think that decision will be for the Indian selectors to make? Yeah, look, I was looking at the squads before we came on, trying to do a bit of research, trying to think, okay, who are they going to play? And it's it's a tough decision. Who's going to kind of bat in that top seven for India? There's going to be some serious players that don't get a nod. Um, and you've even got guys like Sanju Samson, obviously himself. He's not even can't even get a look in the squad. So they've got, as you say, three very good wicketkeeper bat batters. Uh, KL Rahul's been the been the keeper and the, the kind of the man in possession. But Rishabh Pan, obviously, we, we've just seen what he was doing in the Test series. We've seen what he's done previously in in the IPL. I know for sure. I, I want him to play. I want to I want to watch Rishabh Pan bat. Um, you know, he's not. I don't really want to bowl at him, but I'll, I'll, have, I'll happily sit on the sofa and, and watch TV. But yeah, look, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough charge. You'd say Ishan Kishan's probably not going to get a look in um, unless the other two fail. Uh, I think you have to try and find a way to get Pant in the side for me. They might find a way to do both. Um, but you say that that top order, it's, um, it's it's tricky. And as I said, there's going to be a lot of very, very talented players sat on the bench carrying drinks. Yes, and obviously. You made some very solid points there. In terms of Ishan Kishan, though, first call up for him in the Indian squad, 516 runs, averaging 57 at the last IPL. So there's definitely a good reason that he's there. But as you said, it will be very difficult to see uh, who gets the nod in terms of that wicket-keeping slot. But you bring up the batsmen, and you, you mentioned about getting both in the team. Here's where I think you may be able to get both in terms of KL Rahul and Rishabh Pant. The opening batsman, I'll give you some stats here, is since 2018 in T20 Internationals, Tamal. Rohit Sharma at the top of the order has averaged 35, Shekhar Dawan 30, and KL Rahul, the highest of the lot, 47.19. Do you think, you know, there's an option for India to open with Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul instead of a Shekhar Dawan? Yeah, as you said, look, the stats would suggest so. You'd, you'd say Rohit Sharma's a lock um, to kind of be in the side. He's obviously performed for India, hasn't he? All... All um, for many years. I was, I was reading an article on cricketers actually kind of kind of challenging that though, saying that Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma are obviously they're they're pretty much the perfect fifty over batters, and then they 
kind of their, their T20 forms a little bit more inconsistent, uh, Rohit in particular, but kind of because you see them you know, scoring these double hundreds, the, all these brilliant hundreds in run chases in 50 over cricket, you think obviously that that will translate directly over to T20 cricket. So um, it was an interesting article to, to read just to challenge that a little bit. So now, you know, are they necessarily the best batters but you know so they're going to play so that's two of your top four locked in and then you're looking at the other two spots I think Kale Rahul is you know he's obviously done enough in, in recent memory to to continue that so you'd like to think he'll um, he'll slot in opening and then that number four spot who knows as you say Shikadawan had a brilliant IPL um, you get a couple of hundreds or a hundred and a ninety-nine or something so um, really good form there and you know not too long ago um Surya Kumar Yadav, he's got a call up for the first time and he comes in in really good form again for the Mumbai Indians, been one of their standout players for many years. And, you know, Shreya Saya, there's, you know, the list goes on. There's going to be, as I keep saying, that, that Indian bench is going to be, it's going to be packed. But um, yeah, I think Kale Rahul will get the nod and then it's just who comes in after Virat Kohli, is it? Is it going to be Rishabh Pant coming in at four? Is it going to be uh, any, any of the other like of, of, of that, you know, box office top order that the Indians have? Surya Kumar Yadav, I'm a massive fan. But just one other point in terms of probably that would favor Kia Rahul at the top of the order. He struggled in the last IPL, only, only scoring at just about five runs and over in the middle overs to the spin. So it does seem to be a weakness. And obviously when you're batting in the power play, I mean, we've all seen how dangerous Kia Rahul can be. So definitely no questions there. But we, we will wait and see which two the, the Indians opt for because they have a lot to choose from, as you just mentioned. And, and Surya Kumar Yadav, man. Oh, so easy on the eye. Moving on, though, Tamal, from an Indian perspective, I'm going to call one name. You mentioned Rashad Pant being box office. This guy, oh, but if he's not box office, I don't know what. He's, you know, movie cinema. Hardik Pandya, <laughs> what a player we've seen. I mean, the way he strikes the ball. We're going to bring up Hardik Pandya at the end of the show as well. But how crucial do you think he is to India's chances, even if he's only playing as a batsman? Yeah, look, in recent times, he's been able to get into the side as a, as a batter alone, you know, easily batting five or six. Um, if you say he just he just hits sixes and he hits them big, doesn't he? He hits real big sixes. Um, but I think for the balance of the team, they, you know, looking maybe, you know, looking forward to the World Cup at the end of the year, they really need him to be bowling because then if he's your, you know, your fifth or sixth bowler, you, it just it, it changes the balance of your side. We all know if you have somebody in that top six that is a genuine bowling option, it allows you you know so much freedom. You can mix and match your your matchups a little bit. You know England obviously have that with Ben Stokes, Moen Ali. You know obviously capable of batting in in the top order as well. So um, yeah, look, they they need him to bowl. I'm not sure if he's good if he's quite fit yet. He obviously I think he's played uh, his last. 20 games or something and only bowled in one of them. I think he played the whole IPL and, and then a couple of T20s in in uh, Australia just now. Um, so he's obviously not got any match bowling behind him, which is, is obviously not ideal going into a big series like this. But yeah, look, he's he's a superstar with the bat. I think, again, I read on that article with Crickbiz that um, I think only Andre Russell and, and Kyron Pollard are kind of better strikers of the ball in terms of hitting sixes in international cricket. So uh, if you're only behind those two, you're obviously doing pretty well. But um, yeah, England will be very, very careful when he comes to the crease, you know, in that second half of the innings and uh, be ready with the plans. Spot on. And in terms of obviously, I don't want my the Pace Journal family to come for me in the comments. So we have to talk on some fast bowling as well. No Jasper Boomer for this T20 series from an Indian point of view. They do, however, have 
the likes of Bhuvaneshwar Kumar back in the fray. However, he's been struggling recently, especially at the death, uh, just over nine and a half runs per over. But they, they've got some exciting talents, you know, Tamal. Obviously, um, they've got Chahar, they've got Bhuvaneshwar, Teen Natarajan, Naibdeep Saini, who's exciting as well. Um, how, what sort of part do you think the fast bowling will have to play? And given on those names, do you think they can fill the void in terms of, you know, what you're missing up with Jasper Boomer? Yeah, there's a lot of inexperience in the Indian side. You say the opposite problem that they have with the batters is that they've got you know, all the, the big names, all the experience in the world. When it comes to the ball there, they're pretty inexperienced and pretty young, especially once you take take out Jasper Boomer from that team. Obviously, you know, one of, if not the best, T20 bowler in the world. Um, he's obviously gone off to get married, which is which is great for him. Um, and then obviously, yeah, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, again, a couple of years ago, was up there in, in terms of being one of the best T20 bowlers in the world, but he's been out of injuries and, you know, a bit, bit problematic. So he's going to be really important. His performances, is he going to be able to come straight back in and lead the attack? Because after that, you, as you say, you've got inexperienced guys. Natarajan, who just kind of came onto the scene in the, in the IPL recently, obviously gives you a left arm angle. Um, and then you've got Chahar and Thakur, kind of swing bowlers who have done well, uh, respectively, in, in, in IPL cricket as well, but not kind of express pace. And then you've got Navdeep Saini, who I really like, you know, big, tall guy, bowls upwards of 140, easily the quickest of the Indian bowlers. So you'd think he'll get a regular go in the side to offer that little bit of extra pace, especially mm. as Boomer isn't going to be available. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot more pressure probably on the on the fast bowlers being, um, you know, not as well known, not as well regarded in international cricket and obviously England have got some some really big hitters in that top order so I think you know this is shaping up to be a great series one that I'm looking forward to for sure yeah we all are um now moving off from India to an England point of view because obviously a lot of questions being asked and similarly um to we India losing out on a big player uh, like Jasper Boomer England have a similar problem as well but before we go there Tamal in terms of the batting they've got a couple names that are you know very important. For example, David Milan, David Milan, sorry, uh, one of the best T20 batsmen in the world in international cricket. Um, he's continued to prove himself at this level. You know, there's the big names of Joss Butler, Ben Stokes, uh, Owen Morgan, etc. But how big of a role do you think David Milan has to play in this England batting lineup? Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be a, a really big test for him and a kind of a, an opportunity, I'm sure, to kind of really kind of... I know at the moment he's ranked as the number one T20 cricketer in the world in terms of batting because he's been so consistent he's just been churning out 50s for fun which in t20 cricket is obviously very very hard to do um but this will you know this will be the toughest kind of test that he's had in india against the indians you know he hasn't played in the ipl he's obviously going to be playing for for punjab uh, after this tournament um he's you know he struggled a little bit in the big bash um he didn't get the big scores he does sometimes kind of get off to a slowish start and then he was obviously he's been very good at catching up in his England career so far but you know can the Indians put put him under pressure early maybe with some spin maybe attacking with you know Yuzi Chahal obviously one of the one of the standout spinners in this series so yeah huge tournament for him can he really capitalize on on the momentum and the form that he's uh, started his England career with um yeah and then around him you've got you know all the England big names in there they've kind of got the opposite uh, situation to, to India where they're their top six is is pretty settled and, and you're pretty confident it's not, you know what it's going to be for that first game. Yes, and one name that's been also brought back into the fray that I want to touch on is Liam Livingston because I think really his impressive big bash campaign that he had at the beginning of this tournament is probably what merited him a place. 426 runs, averaging just over 30 in that tournament um, was a revelation really. Um, do you think it's the right move to get someone like Liam Livingston back into the squad? 
yeah, look, he's when he bats, he goes for it. He doesn't he doesn't die wondering. He, he goes there. He, he swings hard. He tries to hit big sixes. It's good to watch. Um, and he, look, he he bowls spin as well. England are definitely looking for that top order batter that can chip in in India in subcontinent conditions with you know one to four overs of spin, depending on obviously how well he's going. If you can sneak in one or two, he bowls kind of leg spin to the right hander, bowl off spin to the left hander. So, you know, he's versatile. Um, so again, I don't think he'll be in England's first team. I don't think he'll play that that first game. But as the series goes on, you know, guys maybe don't don't hit form. He's, you know, he's very versatile with bat and ball. He he can open the innings or you can bring him in in the, in the middle order as well. So um, yeah, I think he's he's kind of the He's worked his way up in terms of he's been buried. He's you know been travelling as a reserve, not really getting many games for the last couple of years. But as you say, his, his performances in franchise cricket have kind of you know he's brought himself up in up the ranks a little bit, and now he's obviously a full fully fledged member of the squad. And you know, in terms of we mentioned Jasper Boomer, well, England have got a similar problem. They're dealing with an injury to their main seamer in Jafar Archer, um, one who we know is lethal in terms of when he's on. Uh, and he has a, a severe elbow injury. So England are going to have to be very careful with how they go about. Obviously, there's a lot of cricket coming up later this year. Tamal, as a fast bowler yourself who's battled various injuries, how delicate do you have to be with these sort of situations when you have your premier fast bowler, um, you know, trying to manage what is probably an annoying injury? Yeah, definitely. It's not ideal. Like, and it, injuries happen. Injuries are, are fine. You know, you, you deal with them, you know, daily, weekly, monthly. But... When, when it starts, when you get a repeat injury or you know a chronic injury, that's when you have to be a bit more worried. If you're having similar problems in in, in one place, obviously Joff had a, a stress fracture in his elbow, which is obviously you know a crack in the bone, which you you have to take seriously, and he had to take a couple of months out to get that healed. And now he's got another injury, which they're saying is isn't related. But you know what happens is the body when you have an injury to one part of your body, the the immediate kind of muscle groups, you know, tendons, ligaments, whatever, around that muscle, they overcompensate to try and protect. So then you'll find yourself having problems elsewhere. So, for example, you have a, you know, you have three hamstrings, three hamstring muscles in your leg. If you tear one of them, the other two will work harder to protect the the small, the the injured one. So in future, um, you can find yourself having reoccurring hamstring problems because there's not that balance there anymore. So um, it's definitely something that. You're gonna ha you have to manage. You don't want a reoccurring injury, a chronic injury. So I know the England medical team will be all over him. I'm sure. Um, I know Chris Silver's already come out and said that look, they're going to be smart in managing him. They know how important he is for for English cricket. Um, I'm sure the Rajasthan Royals will be watching very carefully as well. They won't, won't want to lose Jofra Archer ahead of a, a big IPL season. But yeah, look, as you say, just as India are missing Jasper Bumrah, if um, if Joff is missing any of this this T20 series, it will hurt the English bowling attack because he is the you know, he's the number one. He's the box office star with a ball in his hand. For sure. But in terms of people to step into Joff Archer's uh, place and fill his role, I mean, England stuff got some fast bowling artillery in, you know, Chris Jordan. They've got Mark Wood, obviously, uh, Sam Curran as well. Tom Curran is there. So what are you expecting from these other seamers, you know, to step up in, in their place? And before you answer that, I want to ask you about Reese Topley as well because he also is a, is a standby player in this series, and he was part of that World T20 squad in 2016, also in India. Yeah, so Top, no, Top is, is he's in the squad fully, so he's, he's, um, okay. he's part of the, the main squad. So I, I grew up with Reese, so we were on the, the academy together at Essex, and then, you know, unfortunately, we've both had our injury problems. He went off to Hampshire, and now he's at, he came to Sussex with us, and now he's with Surrey. So 
he's um i think he's had what, like four or five stress fractures in the back um he's had to have surgery he had a you know screw and a plate put in there and all that good stuff but he kind of bounced back really strong the last couple of years and has, has got himself back in the side he's Big tall guy, six foot seven, six foot eight, swings the swings the new ball, left armor. So offers something um, you know, very different to, to any of the other English attacks. So again, I'm not sure if he'll be in that first eleven, but I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a go at some point during the series, especially if Joff does have to miss some time. Um, but yeah, then you've got CJ. CJ's played I think like 38 of the last 39 games for England. I mean, Morgan trusts him, um, you know, indefinitely bowling at the death, bowling the tough overs. Um, he said he's played franchise cricket all around the world, IPL cricket. So CJ will be in the side and he'll be, you know, he'll, he'll be the senior bowler. He'll be looked to to perform, uh, which has its own pressures. Mark Woods obviously got uh, an England test contract, but, you know, can't get in the test side, but he'll probably be one of the first names in the T20 side. There's been a lot of debate about that in England, about how you've got players earning contracts when they're not actually playing in the format. Jack Leach, for example, doesn't have an England test contract yet. He plays every game and boasts the bowls the most overs. And Chris Wokes has got a test contract, doesn't get in the squad. So um, that's, that's a whole other conversation. But, um, you know, you think Mark Wood will get in the side. And then, you know, one, one of the, the Currens, Sam Curran's obviously been really good in the IPL, hasn't he, for CSK with bat and with ball. So he'll be you know, throwing his hat in the ring. He's another guy with an England test contract. <laughs> he hasn't played, but um, yeah, England have options. They have some difficult decisions to make with the ball. As you said, I think that with the bat, they'll be pretty set. They'll know what's going on. Um, but with the ball, what combination of seamers that they go with um, will be one to watch ahead of the first uh, first game. Now, Tamal, you have brought up a one name there that, you know, he's going to have a massive part to play in this series and that he goes by the name of Chris Jordan. Uh, we know him for so many years to be such a, um, you know, fine performer for England in, in the T20 format. He's a star when it comes to T20 cricket, franchise cricket around the world, um, whether that be, you know, in the PSL and the IPL. And I mean, we had the opportunity of actually catching up with him very recently ahead of this T20 uh, series, looking at his role tomorrow. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome to the Pace Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Pace Journal preview and review show, you know that we're always about progression. And yes, if you're seeing, you are seeing correctly at the bottom of your screen right now, Chris Jordan. I've got two England international Pace bowlers next to me. I can't believe it really, but he's here. Chris Jordan, all the way from Ahmedabad, a very talked about place right now in world cricket, in quarantine. Chris Jordan, on behalf of England and for that T20 series, how are you doing, Chris? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on the show. And of course, Tamal Mills, as I just mentioned, one of the fastest bowlers going around. Tamal, how are you? Great to speak to one of your teammates. And, you know, it's good to get some knowledge from both of you. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd obviously get into the into the phone book a little bit, see who I could speak to before the T20 series. Obviously, I say CJ and I play together at Sussex and played together a long time um, all around the world in different competitions. So, yeah, I thought I'd uh, ask him for 10 minutes of his time to talk about the, the upcoming T20 series against India, which is obviously starting very soon. Yeah, a lot to get into. Um, Chris, you were just telling me off here, you know, about the quarantine. Um, just tell the viewers at home that are not aware, you know, what sort of the constraints and also what do you do to keep yourself busy during, you know, the, that sort of lockdown? Yeah, well, firstly, when you, when you sort of touch down in the country, get to the hotel, the first thing you try to do is um, set up your room in a particular way, you know, um, so that you get into your routine nice and early. Um, you try to sort of sleep at the same times, eat at the same time. Just try and get in a nice, consistent routine so that um, you sort of occupy yourself as the day, as the day goes on and 
and it did sort of seem as short as possible until you can get outside and, and get the action going. How long you got in quarantine? What, you're on day three of seven, are you at the moment? So quite a long time day in the room? Four. Day four. Yeah, yeah, day four. So yeah, quite a long time in the room. Um, the biggest thing for me um, that I've realised when, when quarantine is more or less just trying to, to keep my, my legs moving and my running up to some some type of style. I don't like going too many days without running. So I got about a seven meter strip in my room and I, I'm doing a lot of turning, you know, just to try and get get that volume in, get that heart rate up um, as much as possible. So as soon as I wake up, um, I get onto that as soon as possible first thing. And then, yeah, just go about my day, try and do another session in the afternoon. And it's more or less just about keeping your body ticking. By the time you do a couple of sessions, watch a couple of series, maybe play a little bit of COD, your day's done. So uh, it's all good. Yeah, and we hope, obviously, Chris, that you were watching that two-day test very recently in the place that you're at right now. I'm sure you would have been very intrigued about that. Um, in terms of looking ahead to the T20 series, you know, it's obviously you've played here before with the IPL, you know, um, and on behalf of England before. What are you looking forward to most about the T20 series, you would say? Um, well, yeah, every time you play in India and against India, it's always uh, a top, top series to play. Um, you, your skills are tested to the max. Um, they have a wealth of talent in their team, um, especially when uh, you see the crowds coming back into the stadiums now, especially when crowds are behind them, everything like that. So the biggest thing I look forward to is, is uh, more or less just testing exactly where I'm at with my game, uh, embracing it. Uh, embracing everything about it and and just competing really um so that's that's the biggest thing i'm looking forward to what's the um what's the schedule look like obviously you say you've got seven days in a hotel room so you're gonna you guys are all gonna need a bit of time when you when you come out of the hotel room to to get up to speed obviously when you also when you leave the hotel it'll be in the middle of the test match i think or the start of the the test match so you guys will be training on your own kind of away from the the boy the rest of the squad whilst that's going on what's the what's the lead up to the the first t20 look like for you guys um, well, yeah, we're probably ten days out from the first game, so there won't be won't be too much time to to um to get yourself up to speed. But uh, I think most of the boys have been training, and 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 sometimes, especially coming into a series like this, um, as as well as you want your skills to be in order, it's very important that you're you're in order mentally more so than anything, because I find that's where you're almost tested the most, especially in these conditions in series like this. Um, you put under pressure. A lot of times, so once you're in a nice frame of mind mentally, um, you can feel quite confident going into the series. But um, yeah, as soon as we get out of quarantine, uh, we probably got four training days before our first game, so we'll have to make every day count more or less. Um, and no yeah, practice so, games but, uh, scheduled? Any practice games? Yeah, no, I don't think any practice games are scheduled. So um, <laughs> yeah, as I said, it's, it'll be a it'll be a lot of muscle memory happening, but. As I said before, like um, I think a lot of the guys' skills and everything are, are in pretty good shape. It'll just be a matter of getting your head around how you're gonna play, how how we want to go about trying to find ways of, uh, of putting pressure back on India as much as possible, and and ultimately winning games. Yeah, and obviously, CJ, we we spoke about that IPL, and obviously you've been there for a couple of years now, uh, and and some of the guys in this Indian team, Mohammed Shami, you know, KL Rahul, you would know very well. How big an advantage do you think it is for an international player and even for yourself 
coming back to play international cricket, having had that ex- international, ex- sorry, IPL experience against some of these guys, do you think it's sort of in your favour when it comes to series like this? Um, I think it's, it's even because, uh, whilst I trained with them, they also trained with me. Um, got an in, obviously an insight into, at times, you would think you were a bull and, and, and vice versa. So I think that almost just levels it out a little bit again. Um, and yeah, there will be a little bit of probably cat and mouse going on, um, a few smiles as well uh, in between. Because, yeah, as you said, like um, I have teammates who I play with in IPL cricket who are good friends as well. So, um, so yeah, I don't think there's a massive, massive advantage because, as I said, it works both ways. Um, it's just about, obviously, backing your own strengths, backing your own skills and uh, making sure you try and deliver on the day. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, all the games are going to be played in the same stadium, which is quite unusual for a, a T20 series, uh, especially in international cricket. Would you say that's maybe a, a slight uh, benefit as, a, as an away side? You're not having to travel from stadium to stadium where the conditions are obviously going to be different at every place, um, where the home side will obviously know their conditions as well. So you, you'll have a chance to adapt to the same place over and over again, the same boundary sizes. I'm sure, obviously, the, there'll be a few different wickets that, you, that you'll play on, obviously, with the crowd as well. Um, do, you, do you think that's an advantage not having to, to fly around and play at five different stadiums as opposed to staying at one? Um, maybe in a little, maybe in a sense. I think the biggest advantage is, as you said, is flying, um, mm. not having to fly. Um, so at the minute, we set up in the same hotel. Um, we sort of get in, unpack your bags. Everything is obviously very same. You same. You get into your routines, and there's not a lot of moving around. So I think. That sometimes plays a big part, and especially you know, you know, T, especially in some of the IPL where you play one day, fly the next, play mm-hmm. the next, and it can be, it could be potentially a little bit unsettling sometimes. Naturally, you're you're only a human being, so I actually think that yeah, playing all five games in that stadium, um, especially a stadium which maybe who knows could potentially host the World Cup final. Um, so that's another little carrot carrot dangled as well. So, yeah, playing in that stadium over and over, hopefully uh, as the series goes on, um, we can grow into it and, and, and become better and better. Just one more question. You know, you spoke about, about CJ, about the, you know, it can be unsettling to travel all the time. Having been used to that, you know, what sort of was it like then being all in one place last year, obviously in the UAE for that? IPL in the in the sort of COVID bubble, how big of an would you say adapt adaptation you had to make, you know, in terms of yourself in order to the mindset? Um, well, yeah, um, exactly that. The mindset, obviously, you just settled. So when you settle, obviously, you can possibly think a lot clearer. Um, there's not too much moving around. There's no unpacking a bike, packing it back up, catching the flight having to deal with that journey, getting that journey out your legs, playing it. So that's a that's a different dynamic in itself. So I actually think obviously it being in one place was quite nice. You can get into a nice um consistent routine, um, physically, mentally, um, and even from a skill wise uh, point of view as well. And and then from there it's just about focusing on your performance and, and trying to get the best out of your ability. Yeah, I remember Looking back to the IPL when I played at RCB, it was one of the most difficult things was all the flying, all the traveling, but also you have to, people don't know, even though you're coming back to the same hotel, the same room every time, you have to pack up, even you're going to 
Kolkata for two nights to play a game. You have to pack up your whole room, get everything out because the hotel obviously they need to they, they need to sell the room. They need to they can't afford yeah. just to keep a keep an empty room for for two days. So you're having you're never really unpacking, are you? You don't feel you don't have that base, that home. So like as you say, now you're in your hotel room. You know you know you're there for what, two weeks, two and a half weeks, or whatever it is, and you're you're, you're settled in. That makes a big difference. Um, just final question: Looking on the field now, what do you think are going to be the the keys to success um, in terms of you know, just just for yourself as a fast bowler? Uh, what do you think are going to be the the real things that you're going to need to do well in order to have a good series? Um, well, as I said before, the the entire Indian lineup is stacked. Um, so from one to, to almost eight, nine, they, they just almost keep coming at you. So I think the biggest thing that we'll, we'll probably have to do this series is, is hold our nerve as much as possible uh, from a mental point of view, um, because at times we will be put under pressure and, and we know that. Um, so it's just about holding our nerve as best as possible uh, and, trying, and trying to win those key moments, um, because I think um, both got two two top sides here that are going to be going at it. So it, at times it might be a game of margins. Um, um, it will be there will be some quite close games, some quite tight games. So it's just a matter of trying to win those key moments, those key battles, um, and uh, hopefully from there we can we can um, come out on top. Chris Jordan, fantastic man! Thank you so much for coming on. As we said before. I'm sure the Pace Journal family, you know, a big fan of you being a, such an established Pace yourself. And I mean, you provided some great insight there about a very interesting upcoming series. We wish you all the best. Obviously, you and England. I know Tamal will be low-key rooting for you, even though he has to stay unbiased in this show. But I'm sure he'll be wanting you to take a lot of wickets. But I really appreciate you coming on, man. Tamal, it was a pleasure as usual. Thanks a lot, guys, for watching. That was Chris Jordan. Cheers, to speak to you guys. All the Thank best. you. Cheers, Cheers, man. Good luck. Outstanding interview there, Tamal. Um, great value provided by Chris Jordan. Obviously, that first T20 bowls off very soon. And you can also look out for Chris Jordan. He will be featuring in a big way for England, especially in the absence of a Joffre Archer, who we are unsure about his fitness. Tamal, Chris Jordan, let's focus, narrow in on him just for a bit. You know, what he's been able to produce for England, how valuable is it to them in the T20 format? And what are you expecting from him in this series? Yeah, again, as I said on, on the interview, CJ and I know each other very well. We played down here at Sussex for, you know, however long I've been down in now, seven years, six years. Um, you know, he's, he's a big thinker of the game. You know, he's always there mid-on, mid-off, talking to the bowler, trying to give advice if if, if it's needed. Um, and yeah, look, he's, he's really honed in his skills. I know he's working on a lot of new tricks as well, because you can't, you can't rest on your laurels in T20 cricket because you'll get found out pretty quickly with how good the batters are. So, you know, coming up with different slower balls that you can bowl. Um, and he had an operation on his shoulder recently to try and, and he had like a trapped nerve in his arm. So trying just to get, you know, that little bit of extra pace maybe. Um, so look, he's, he's definitely always working on his game. Obviously one of the best fielders in world cricket as well that you have to take that into consideration. You know, some of that you rely on underneath the higher ball, racing around the boundary. And then when it comes to the death, I'm sure, you know, Morgs will be trusting him to bowl the big overs. And one of the one of the main things about death bowling and something that CJ you know, definitely knows is that it's not always going to go your way. You, you, you're going to get hit for six. You're going to get hit for fours. It's, 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 it's going to go wrong. But can you hold your nerve? He said that on the interview, holding your nerve, winning the big moments. You know, if you go six, four, six, but then you get the wicket, that could that wicket could still still change the game so it's vitally important in t20 cricket especially when you're bowling at the death you know never give up on an over never you know never try and uh you know park it off to the next guy always try and be the guy that 
you know, wins the game for your team and, um, you know, or changes the game for your team, should I say. Yeah, brilliant. And we also thank CJ very much for obviously giving us that time um, in, in during his quarantine period. Tamal, as we wrap up the show, um, in terms of preparation, now these are five T20 internationals going to be playing. How big of an asset do you think it is for England, uh, a side that will be one of the favourites in that World T20 late in the year, to have a preparation that it is to play five matches in India in the conditions where that World Cup will be in? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? You can't really ask for too much more. As you say, five games in, in the conditions that you're going to be coming back to in six months' time, seven months' time, um, it's, 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 it's huge. So um, yeah, I'm sure Owen Morgan would have spoken to his team or and you know, the coaching staff, they'll, they'll be very aware of that. You know, really, you know, you don't take international cricket for granted, but really learn everything that you can. Um, obviously, you're only playing at one ground as opposed to playing at five different stadiums where you will get five different, you know, environments. But, you know, you, you go there and you're playing against India, who will probably be the favourites come uh, the World Cup later in the year. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's ideal preparation for that. And what's a big couple of years in terms of World T20 squads, you know, guys trying to get their names in there. If somebody performs well in this series, that will go a long way to, you know, getting them back on the plane uh, in, in October or whenever the tournament is. And obviously, a lot of cricket for England, for the England players in terms of playing in India, because obviously the IPL is going to be right after that series as well. So very exciting times if you're an England fan because you can know your players are acclimatizing to conditions quite well. Now, the final segment of the show, as usual, uh, I've been dominating Tamal recently, 2-0 to me so far. It's early days, of course, as he was reminded me. And he said at the last, at the end of the last episode, he said, this is my format, I know what I'm doing. So we're, we're going to wait and see. The friendly wagers, people. Let's get straight to it. Tamal Mills, most runs, between Rohit Sharma and Jason Roy, two opening batsmen. It's a good one. This one's a tricky one. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Rohit Sharma. He looked in really good touch in the in the Test series. Uh, I know, obviously, completely different formats, but he was looking strong. He's looking fit. Um, Jason Roy struggled a little bit as of late in terms of his form. Um, he's coming into this series as quite a lot of the England players are having not played. A huge amount of cricket. Obviously, some guys have been at the Big Bash, but other guys have just been in the UK uh, training mainly. Um, so that's a challenge that the England players are going to have to overcome. Whereas the Indian players have been playing domestic cricket if they haven't been playing in the in the Test series. Um, so yeah, I'll give I'll give the edge to Robert on this on this occasion. I was hoping you would choose your countryman so I could be, we could be opposite. But I'm also going to go to Rohit Sharma as well. <laughs> I know I realize if I just pick every if I just pick everyone the same as you, I'll win because of my two <laughs> two because of my two two point lead. Don't be, but, no, don't be that kidding. guy. But in terms of the most wickets now, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, we mentioned Jasper Boomer's absence. He's going to be a have a main part to play as one of the senior bowlers in this series. And we've also spoken to Chris Jordan, who's very excited about the series as well. Who's going to get the more wickets between Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Chris Jordan? Again, good one. I'll, I'll, I'll go with CJ. I'll go with my boy CJ. Can't, I can't call him up, get him on the show, and then and then not back him in. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with CJ on this one. Mm, I think there's a tight one, you know. And obviously, as you say, I don't want to um, go against him, but I still think Bhuvaneshwar. He hasn't played um, a lot recently, and now he will have an elevated role. He struggled at the death, as we said before, but. I definitely think he has a knack for taking wickets um, crucially at the death and he will have to step up and he'll know that in just Roman's absence. So I'm going to go with Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. So, so you better ring up CJ and tell him to take some wickets tomorrow <laughs> because I, and get you to close in that gap. Final one for us here, guys. A better strike rate. We're changing up a bit. 
between Hardik Pandya and Joss Butler, two of the world's best when it comes to striking the ball. I'm going to go first because Tamar can't go first on everyone. And I'm going <laughs> to pick Hardik Pandya. You can never bet against the man. I mean, as you said, one of the best in the world. Yeah, again, I'm going Pandya. He bats, and especially coming in at five or six, he's going to be coming in towards the back end. So he's going to be going aggressive, whereas Butler will probably be opening the batting for England. Um, but yeah, look, those two, as you say, two of the two of the biggest names in, in world cricket. Um, I'm sure they'll put on a on a really good show for everybody watching in the stadium and, and at home also. Well, Tamal, fantastic as usual. A big series to look forward to in the grand scheme of things. Really exciting cricket ahead of us. Please tune in, guys. Watch the show. That's all from us today. Thank you so much, as usual, for joining and supporting. Please like, share, and give us a review. You know, we love to hear you guys' feedback. Um, and please keep up with us, all of our content over our Instagram page, at Pace Journal. Till next time, Tamal, thank you so much once again, and we'll see you guys very soon. Welcome to the Pace Journal. Peace, Jeff.